Welcome back, everybody, to Binge Watching. Uh, I'm back. Uh, you know, thank you so much for uh, you guys taking over the hosting gig last week uh, while the universe was hating me. Uh, but I'm back now. I've uh, thus defeated God, and I have, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, put myself back in the right place as far as the universe goes. So, you know, hey, kudos to me. Uh, but yeah, we're going to have the greatest show ever. And uh, let's go ahead and start with our introductions. Uh, as always, I'm your host, T-Dog. And to my left, we have Keith. Hey guys, uh, so this isn't the show for it, but I can't really keep it in any longer. Um, Billy Ray Cyrus <laughs> did a cover of Mama Said Knock You Out, <laughs> and it's the funniest thing I've ever listened to, and it's probably the worst song of the year. I think Old Town Road went to his head. So Wow. Yeah. wow. We're, yeah, we're going to talk about it every episode until uh, no. it tops the charts. <laughs> Well, it's not on my show. <laughs> and with that uh, statement of fear, we have Josue. Yeah, we have one week to talk about this song, and then we can move on forever. <laughs> I don't know. I think you can fit a lot of categories when it comes to the playlist. Oh, we got some, we got some end of the year awards coming up. <laughs> <laughs> we do. We do. <laughs> All right. Well, as always, we're going to go over some brief news that we have going on throughout the week. Now, we know, realize with the, you know, the pandemic and everything going on, that is not going to be, you know, the uh, earth shattering news that, you know, I don't know, something big may have happened over the weekend. Something big may not have happened. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> so all this pales in comparison to, you know, fuck it. Let's just talk about it. We won. Fuck that guy. He's out. <laughs> <laughs> fuck yes. Thank yes. you, T-Dog. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like we were talking about it before we started recording, and I think all three of us in, in you know agreement here. I've been able to rest for the first time in months. It, it was such a great feeling. How how were you guys taking the news? I mean, it was a long way because like the the most news I've watched in a long time for just mm-hmm. for just waiting. Right, I, like zero updates every day. <laughs> I have been scorched earthing my Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> cutting off ties with so many people people Uh, trying to be like oh man uh we can still be friends hey fuck you (laughs) (laughs) no we can't no Uh, we can't at all (laughs) yeah and i was telling you guys before we started recording i saw somebody tweet that it's the exact same feeling as the whole uh, ewok celebration at the end of uh, return of the jedi (laughs) and that was yeah yeah and that was like the most descript most uh, accurate thing i've read the entire weekend (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah i mean like, it's just crazy that it actually exploded around the world when it was just like this shit doesn't really pertain to you guys i mean it, in the end it kind of does but yeah this, right now this decision doesn't you guys shouldn't really care about it but the yeah. fact that they do is just because that's, that's why i spoke volumes across the world right right if you have if you were able to get a frenchman out of bed in the middle of the night to ring some bells uh <laughs> exactly. you might be an asshole right <laughs> so uh, good. uh so good, so good, so happy right now. Now, obviously, you know, with a little bit of, uh, you know, reservation to see what actually happens. But, you know, I think we have had a year where we deserve one moment of pure joy. So I'm glad that, you know, we had people dancing in the streets and just, you know, expressing their joy through the moment. Uh, one of those same moments. A, a, I'm like, a ah. moment of zen, in fact, yeah. is what I would call it. <laughs> uh, such a great release. I mean, yeah, we had people <laughs> dancing on cars. We had, you know, motherfuckers doing the, you know, the Cupid shuffle in front of the White House. And, and just my own, like, I, I can be petty, guys. If anybody knows me, they know that I love being petty. And, uh, you know, I love uh, Big Booty Witches. 
Uh, but <laughs> the fact that he had to drive his motorcade through the celebrating just thousands of people in the street and see. Uh, and they just all flipping them off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the chef's kiss. Perfect uh, levels. Oh, so good. Uh, all right. So now to the lesser news here. <laughs> uh it's been announced that the uh, Umbrella Academy just got okayed for a third season there on Netflix. So, you know, good on them. Uh, I know yeah. I really dig the show. Yeah. So can't wait to see what they do with that. Um, in news that I didn't know was news, HBO canceled The Outsider after just the first season, which oh, yeah. I thought it was done when I watched <laughs> the season. I didn't think that he'd be coming back for a second season. After well, that. so the story was done. But yeah, the the character, uh, the chick, she's uh, she's a character that appears in multiple books of his. Mm, so okay. w- one of the thoughts was that sh- they might do another story with her, and they did announce mm-hmm. that they might be, um, um, like they they said they were going to do a second season for a while, and then I guess this is them backtracking it. So I don't know why possibly. Yeah, yeah, not sure, not sure. I mean, HBO can put on a good show, as we all know, so mm-hmm. hopefully this is for a good reason. We'll see what, what happens. Uh, it's been announced that the Bloodshot sequel is happening. Um, nice. They're making mm-hmm. it. It's going to go through. Um, I still haven't watched the first one, but I bought it. I just haven't watched it yet. <laughs> Do it, dude. It, it, it's worth yeah. the watch. Um, the CGI could be better, but I mean, like, the city could look better, but mm-hmm. honestly, that's the only, re- that's the only I'm, o- I'm only always going to pick at. It's just mm. the way the way how the city looked over how new mm. new it is. But other than that, it is very enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I'm I'm gonna support any kind of you know nerdy you know movie I can get behind. So I bought it, you know, to make sure that they get their money. Uh, yeah. You know, if it's good enough to spawn a sequel, then hopefully this will spawn the variant universe they've been talking about. Exactly. So, and I'm so yeah. down to just hop on board on a new comic book universe that isn't from the big two to see how right, how it off. especially because I don't know these characters. Yeah. yeah, like I know, you know, Bloodshot. I think I know of Ninjack and like Man of War and some of the other people there. But mm-hmm. yeah, it, yeah, like yeah. I said, not something that I'm totally versed in. So I I read a lot of Valiant, and it's gonna if if we do get more of an expansion, it's going to be a really good alternative. That's cool. Is what yeah, I would say. Yeah. So yeah, awesome. Uh, they have delayed the third Fantastic Beast film uh, due to the departure of Johnny Depp. Um, so that's the thing. If you're uh, over bullshit, you sorry. Yeah, uh, sorry. we we don't want to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it wasn't you know. exactly instant party. I was like, <laughs> 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 but okay, yeah, right. But but right. Uh, but I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. They both seem bad, like bad people in a bad relationship. <laughs> like, right, right, exactly. So we'll see what happens. But either way, I'm sure both of them are going to land on their feet. I mean, I really don't foresee either one of them, you know, being, you know, tossed out of Hollywood for this. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, who knows? Stranger things have happened. Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. So moving on. Uh, it's been announced that the next release date for Jordan Peele's next big horror uh, flick is going to be July 22nd of 2022. Uh, no Ooh. details of what the movie's going to be about or anything as far as what's going on, just a release date. Uh, so there's that. But is this I don't like know uh, a his project? Um, I think, yeah, it's going to be... Like, uh, is this like his... a his project, like his writing directing it again? Yeah, yeah, like the whole uh, soul Jordan Peele magic that you know he put into Get Out and Us. So, uh, oh, okay, so yeah. Fuck, yeah. 
we'll see what it is. Uh, no announcement yet other than just a release date. So I don't know if maybe the release date plays some type of significance. Um, yeah, who knows? But that's all I have for news, man. Do you guys got any other uh, news articles or something we should be talking about? I got a couple things. Go for it, man. First of all, uh, Zack Snyder has revealed the first look at Martian Manhunter from the the Snyder cut. I'm not going to mm. take a cheap shot at it. Um, it. This character didn't exist in his original cut, so it's not the Snyder cut. Anyways, um, yeah. it looks about what you think it looks like. It kind of looks like Steppenwolf, to be honest, without the horns. Um, yeah, not not overly impressed, but I will give him um, some props. He released a T-shirt, a dark side T-shirt, uh, for charity uh, with uh, suicide prevention. Oh, cool! So, so that's cool of him. And you know, we we all know his story and what happened. Right. You know? Right. So, um, so that's cool. If you guys uh, feel like supporting him, definitely do so. It's a good charity, and I'm, I know we have DC fans out there, and I, I crap on DC quite a bit, but. It's, you know, it's, it's apples and oranges. It's your thing. It didn't support it, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, the other things, uh, we've got an announcement that in an upcoming Teen Titans Go episode. Uh, so basically Teen Titans Go, for those who don't know, is hilarious. And if someone tells you it's bad, they're a bad person. Right. So Teen Titans Go is basically Teen Titans, the cartoon, but with a sense of humor. Right. And it's hilarious. And there's been some crossovers in the past with Powerpuff Girls and Scooby-Doo. Uh, there was also a crossover with the original Teen Titans, <laughs> which was hilarious. <laughs> um, however, in this new sixth season, there's going to be a crossover with Freakazoid. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, and they are going to have the original Freakazoid voice actor come back. Oh, so, shit. Are they yeah, going to have Cosgrove? Gonna... What was that? Are they going to have Cosgrove? Uh, all we know so far is the description. The brain teams up with the, with the lobe, so the Titans enlist the help of Freakazoid to stop them. Okay. So, yeah. But that's cool. I mean, oh yeah, I, I love doing little irreverent stuff like that. So, um. Next up, we got the first look at the new season of The Expanse. Not the trailer, but like a um, um, an actual scene. Mm. And I am... Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's going to be an emotional <laughs> season for me. I'm just going to uh-huh. warn you guys ahead of time. So, yeah. Um, and then we also got word that um, one of the producers, Jason Blum, for the new Spawn reboot mm-hmm. has indicated that the new spawn movie is going to be very edgy um so i know that uh, so. yeah because yeah, they were pushing R. right okay yeah. good yeah because i know that yeah. was uh mcfarland's big thing that it had to be r which i agree with i mean given the subject matter of spawn i think it should be a r-rated you know well if anything he said he yeah. wants to make it more of an actual horror movie that just so happens to be about his comic book yeah exactly, which makes total yeah. sense i mean based on you know the subject matter, I mean, that is how it should have been done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's cool. I mean, th- that will probably be the best way to do it. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, ne- next thing is, um, are either of you Buffy the Vampire Slayer fans? Um, I don't know I, be, but yes. Yeah. Okay. I never really watched uh, the show, but I was a fan of the movie. Oh, gotcha. Well, yeah. it's about the show. Okay. Um, let's wait. Yes. Who is Buffy's love? Should it be Angel or Spike in your head? 
Um, well, <laughs> I'm just gonna fall for River Angel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, something happened on Twitter that was hilarious. Um, so, hero of our hearts. We can just lay it all. Let's just lay it all on the line this week. We're we know we're going to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stacey Abrams right. in Georgia, mm-hmm. who uh, who's a did not win the governorship, badass. Yeah, but pushed for voter registration and helped Georgia turn a certain way. We'll say, um, took time out of all the hard work she's doing to talk about Buffy on Twitter. Awesome. And she said, <laughs> to be fair, Angel was the right boyfriend for Buffy coming into her power. Spike was the right man to be with as she became the power. Ooh, and I'm, and I'm okay. like. I love this lady so much. <laughs> like, wow. She'd be the best. So, um, which is actually very awesome and r- really great way-, way to put it, actually. I agree with her completely. I agree so, with that completely, too. Yeah, but that's a really good in-depth analysis from that political figure on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> so, um, okay. Yeah. Uh, next up is um, we got some word that about WandaVision, which is still coming. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Feige promised it will lead directly into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And he said, um, he basically said like they're going to tie directly together and that there's going to be a lot of references to things from, um, from like the original run of Marvel, mm-hmm. like, you know, the first, the first, first gen and second gen Marvel movies. So, mm-hmm. right. Right. Um, there are, he also did confirm they are introducing Monica Rambo. Nice. Nice. Um, and um, he also said that, in his opinion, Wanda could have taken down Thanos if he didn't like start launching missiles, basically. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which I 100% agree with. So, she really yeah. did have him. That's the only reason why he said, like, you know what? Fuck my people. I need a distraction. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I like the. Uh, what, what pissed me off is because the reaction online between certain certain groups to that scene, where he mm-hmm. said, where she said, "You took everything from me because I don't even know who you are." Yeah, like that became a meme, but they conveniently cut off the badass moment where she said, "You will," like, and I'm <laughs> right, like, right. "Yeah, we're gonna forget that part where she's the ultimate badass in this movie." But all right, mm-hmm. like, so that bothered me. But yeah, we're not gonna get into that. Uh, so I'm excited for Wandavision. Um, for a long time, I was most excited for Hawkeye, mm-hmm. but I think I'm finally most excited for WandaVision now. Oh, really? Like, yeah. I, I think I am. Yeah, just because of the the trailer we saw and just the possibilities of yeah. what it's going to mean. I'm just so excited. Yeah. So, yeah. so given what Feige stated then about the uh, nods to the original Marvel movie runs, uh, I remember, you know, a few months ago, we had reported that it was rumored that the uh, original Tobey Maguire and uh, Garfield Spider-Man were apparently rumored to be in the movie. Do you think that's what he's talking about here? Possible multiple OG I Spider-Man? don't. I don't think they're going to appear in it. People are talking about it, and people have faked IMDb pages to say that yeah. they are and stuff. I don't right. think that's going to happen, personally. Okay. Um, I can see. I can see that. I, don't see, I definitely don't see Andrew Garfield coming back. Yeah, yeah. He did not have a good time. You know what I mean? <laughs> and right, like, right. and people are haters and gave him a lot of crap for it. So mm-hmm. I, I, I personally, if I were him, I wouldn't come back basically. So, um, but yeah, 
Uh, and then the next thing I really want to talk about that I'm super excited about is um, Josue knows because I've talked about it for about three months now every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shang-Chi! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yes. The Shang-Chi movie is coming. And um, the star of Shang-Chi is Simu Liu who mm-hmm. appears in Kim's Convenience. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, if, if your first exposure to him is going to be Shang-Chi, you probably don't know he's hilarious. Okay. And um, he released a diss track for Ryan Reynolds. Shut up. Oh, my God. It's like he wants he, – he already wants to start it. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's great because um, he's uh, – I think it's because they're in a fantasy football league together or something. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's right. It's it's with a lot of the people, so he's in it, and so he released a diss track and took a bunch of shots at him about like Green Lantern and R.I.P.D. and stuff like that. Oh, <laughs> so Jesus. it's great because he's he's so funny. He could literally be the new Ryan Reynolds as far as the MCU is concerned, like the new mm-hmm. funny guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm excited to see that. I really want him to uh to succeed and just so check out the diss track though it's, it's I believe it's on youtube it's hilarious and i really uh, like that because so, some of my favorite shang chi in recent years is like i haven't read the, the new mini yet but yeah. uh but but with hickman it's like he's not like brooding or just he's just like overly confident that he will always kick your ass because he is yeah. a master of martial arts and like add, add humor to that I, like god i would love I, I can't wait for this movie yeah, it's going to be great. And he, like I said, he's a very funny dude. He's a very attractive dude, too. So that helps mm-hmm. the ladies and other people. <laughs> and me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like, and me. So, um, yeah, it's going to be... I'm just very excited about it. But yeah, the news specifically is he released the diss track. And it's just hilarious. Like, check it out. I highly recommend it. So, And then I just had one last thing to talk about. Uh we lost one of my favorite people on the planet this week. Oh. Right. Uh, unfortunately, we lost Alex Trebek, host mm-hmm. of Jeopardy, and all-around smartass. And um, <laughs> I love Alex Trebek. I've loved Jeopardy my entire life. It's one of my favorite things. I will always sit and watch Jeopardy. Ask Liz. She hates it. Um, <laughs> on Netflix, they'll put like a whole season of Jeopardy on, and her boyfriend mm-hmm. or her husband will put it on. And then I'll sit there and watch it for like three hours and actively watch it and compete. And <laughs> it's just a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, I grew up with Alex Trebek. In a lot of ways, he's my, you know, Bill Nye, my, you know, Bob Ross. That's yeah. that's kind mm-hmm. of my thing was it was was Jeopardy. Yeah. And um, it just sucks. It just fucking sucks. And uh, I posted a thing about it on Facebook the other day after giving it a good time to think. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was talking about my friend Amber and I, how we used to watch it. We're both knowledge nerds, and we would just compete each get in together, and we'd get genuinely upset with each other and storm out of the room and stuff like that. <laughs> and it was really funny. And um, my favorite thing was when Ken Jennings was on his insane streak of like seventy something games without losing. We watched yeah. every one of those games, by the way. Really nice. And. and uh, the cool thing is, is if you've ever watched um, uh, watched Jeopardy before, you know they play around, and then Alex goes and talks to the the competitors, and he's just like, you know, 
you know, it says that here that you went to Spain and something funny happened. Tell me about it. Or you seem to collect an unusual thing. So basically it's like, let's get to know these people. Well, my favorite thing about Jeopardy ever was when Ken Jennings was winning every week, all week. And Alex ran out of shit to talk to him about. <laughs> and they literally were just like, he's like, what'd you have for lunch? I guess <laughs> like, it was so funny to me. <laughs> like they were just, they were basically just friends at that point. And uh, that's one of my favorite things. I, I, we would literally watch it just to watch him not lose and just watch them try to find things. And he'd get, he got really cheeky with him eventually and started like making jokes. And just, it was so funny. So, yeah, it sucks, man. It sucks losing Alex Trebek. Yeah. Um, but he was older and he did have cancer. And we, I think we all knew it was coming. It just sucks that it did. Um, I will say that uh, there's a chance Ken Jennings might be the new host of Jeopardy. That's a rumor. Oh, no. Okay. Which would be really cool. That'd be a really cool honor for Alex. Cause mm-hmm. you know, they, they ended up becoming really, really good friends. Yeah. And then, uh, also he's going to be appearing in, um, a movie that's coming out soon. All right. So Keith, is there anything else you wanted to say about, uh, sir, Alex Rebecca? I think he was knighted, right? He, <laughs> he should, he should be. Okay. But he's he's not British, so I don't think so. <laughs> I think uh, I think he counts. If you do uh, some type of uh, you know trivia show, you automatically count as British. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Jose. Did you have any other newsman or anything else, or? Oh, I have nothing. No. Okay. All right. Well, definitely, uh, you know, a big rest in peace out to Sir Alex Trebek. Uh, you know, our thoughts are with his family, man. You were awesome. Uh, and you know, the world is not as good of a place without you here, man. So we will miss you. All right. So on that sad note, let's go ahead and talk about, uh, what we watched this week, man. Which one of you fine gentlemen would like to go first? I can go first. Okay. I got a couple things and I know we share a couple, so let's go ahead and get straight Mm -hmm. into this. Uh, did both of you watch Saturn Live this week? Oh, Oh, yes. Oh, dude. (laughs) Yeah, you and nine million other people, by the way. Um, <laughs> right, so, right. Um, I really like Chappelle's opening monologue. Uh, some people mm-hmm. weren't ready for it. <laughs> I, I I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> so oh, you dude, made some I jokes and people laughing. were like, "Ooh," and I'm like, "No, that was hilarious." <laughs> like, so, right, mm-hmm. right. Uh, most of the yeah. skits were kind of crap. <laughs> Honestly, I'd agree. The only really funny one was the Uncle Ben and Aunt Jemima one. Oh, dude, that uh, where, where he, <laughs> yeah, that shit was really funny. It was almost like he couldn't, he, he didn't anticipate his own voice to sound like that. Yeah, <laughs> right. immediately started breaking character. It was so funny. <laughs> yeah, that that was great. <laughs> um, yeah. like even like even like so much like I feel like he had to use Pete Davidson like like just just look at Pete Davidson's like vampire tea like the fact that he used like his real name and so like the con- the Count Chocula character no that that whole bit was hilarious yeah 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 I I enjoyed it um and uh, yeah it's just it, that that was a pretty good skit um I liked uh the weekend update but I felt it was too short yeah yeah that was my big complaint too man because usually they have like a few like you know parts in between and like at the end before they yeah. sign off and they're just like wham bam we're done yeah like 
they kept cutting to Che, and Che was very clearly drinking whiskey. He was drinking. And I, oh, yeah. And I was hoping yeah. it would be like an ongoing joke that he kept drinking and got drunker and drunker <laughs> as it went on. And they right. didn't do it. And I was really disappointed. I'm like, that would have been pretty funny, actually. Um, but uh, I just we don't talk about SNL a lot because it's never very good. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. But can we talk about the chemistry that Michael Che and Colin Jost have? Oh, absolutely. They're, oh, man. They're so good. <laughs> like, they're just perfect like, for each next other. To Tina Fey and um, Amy Poehler. Who's the other? Amy Poehler. Like, I think they're, they had the best chemistry next to them. I, I, I might, might even say, like, on par. Um, just because it was so damn. But, like, the part where Jay was talking about, yeah, man, we avoided that race war. Me and my homies were going to come, you know, kidnap you and throw <laughs> you in a, oh, God, yeah, like a, a bridge box or something. Yeah. That shit was great. Um, but, yeah, yeah just. Just they're they're just really good, and I, I really appreciated that. Uh, but mm-hmm. the highlight of the show for me was the Foo Fighters. Oh uh, my god! Oh yeah, they they debuted a new song, which was okay. I think when I hear mm-hmm. the album version, it's going to be better. Yeah, um, yeah. It's yeah. a live version, and everybody was like, "Oh, it's so bad." I'm like, "It's a live version on SNL." Oh who no, has, no, there, there's who so has, much potential. Yeah, there yeah, were mm-hmm. SNL's renowned for their bad sound quality, well, especially with vocals. Like yeah. that's how it works with SNL. They like everybody sounds like that, and so I'm like, I, I'm just looking for what this potential is. Like Josue said, so. Mm-hmm. Oh God, right. yeah, I, I can already hear, and people are saying like they're going poppy, and it's like fucking weird. Like, have you ever <laughs> listened to Foo Fighters? But well, we'll definitely expand on Infinite Playlist. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then that led to the instant I had to actually text you guys when. <sighs> I he did this amazing version of times like these, Fuck and yes. I think and I think that was the first time everything hit me hmm. that <laughs> the long national nightmare is over, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And I was just like, we fucking made it, you know. And I was just like, I got super emotional listening to that, and it was oh, just yeah. an awesome composition, anyways. So. Like I think it was like on purpose the way he was singing it that way, like like we fucking yeah. did it. Oh, it like, had to right. Be. Yeah, it was celebratory, definitely. So even though, because that's a hard fucking song too, like it's, it's very fast, and like with the, how they fucking break it down, like like, like halfway through it, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. just to like hear the words first was so perfect. Like, thank you, Dave Grohl. Yeah, right. And I to- and I went on the Infinite playlist when I added um, a uh, when I added "Learn to Fly" by Foo Fighters to the list. Mm-hmm. I told you the story about how the first time I heard it, I got upset. Because I was like, Kurt must be so proud of him. I was almost that level upset of upset when I was listening to this. I was just <laughs> like, this is so good, and this is exactly what I needed. <laughs> like, it was just great. So, uh, that yeah, was my favorite part yeah. of SNL by a pretty wide margin. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I thought it'd been funny if they did a callback to the skit he did with Chris Rock in the last election. Hmm. Um. Do you remember that one that Dave Chappelle did? Oh, yeah, yeah, where they were like, oh, this is the worst thing that America's ever done. And they're like, really? <laughs> they're like, we're <laughs> the worst thing. Oh, <laughs> right. like, it was like one of the funniest skits they've done in years. And I was like, oh, yeah. It would be great if they brought back those exact characters <laughs> and did the exact same thing for this election. Right. Like, I thought that'd be cool, but the, yeah, missed opportunity there, I think. So, yeah, you know, I, I was yeah, also yeah. expecting a bigger cast or bigger, like, uh, reoccurring like, people. I mean, like, it was almost like mm-hmm. the news of like was like the day of I was I expected Lauren just picking up the phone and be like, yo, who's in New York and who can fucking come in today? And for yeah, all of them, right. 
Uh, but yeah, I mean, like, Jim Carrey was okay. It was pretty cool. It was pretty good. But I expected more too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was cool. Um, you see, uh, Jim Carrey and Dave Chappelle like a- as the, you know, when he does his little closing monologue, he's like, "Thank oh, you so much, Foo Fighters yeah. and stuff." Very first thing they do is hug each other. Because they're oh, no, old Jim friends. Carrey. Jim Carrey yeah. went straight to Dave. It was. It was. Really, I noticed that too. Yeah, that that I was like, that's really cool because they're legit old school friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and yeah. that goes back a long way. So that was really cool to see that. So, yeah, dude, I dug it. Um, anyway, so yeah, I don't want to spend too long on SNL because it got better. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I've never seen John Oliver have to contain happiness so much he's trying trying his best not to be a complete dickhead but he's got this Uh smirk on his face like and it was just amazing i I loved it Uh so much oh man it was so so good to see dude just like you know it was 100 percent the way i thought he would react um, I, I, you know, I thought there might be a chance he might actually like to, like just jump out of his chair and like you know yell at the top of his lungs, yes. But I figured that would just be a little too far out of his you know character. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah but definitely. yeah, it, it was definitely the happiest, especially like with the last couple shows he's had to do, mm-hmm. and then he finally gets to do this one. Man, I'm just like, oh, dude, that must be such a good feeling at his end. Yeah. So that was really cool to see, um, and it was a good episode. Besides, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One thing I really like about him is uh, he's not going to rest. You know what I mean? Like now we move on to something else. You know what I mean? Like right, we, he's, right. He's not just going to talk shit for weeks. Like he's going, or he is going to talk shit for weeks, but that's not all <laughs> he's going to do. You know. Right, so right. Um, so we'll get to see where he's um, where he's going to go from here. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Um, then next up. Um, Okay, so Liz, as you guys know, not as well as I do, but um, Liz is a very strange person. Um, okay. Liz saw online that some movies have a uh, – how do I put this? They have a, a audio track that narrates parts of the movies for people who can't see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and Liz saw clips of this online, thought it was hilarious, and decided that she wants to watch a movie with it. Um, what? So she put on a movie that she hates and that I love, <laughs> and that movie is Cabin in the Woods. Um, oh, nice. I love that movie. I know it's great, yeah. but Liz has Liz has weird tastes. She just doesn't like Joss Whedon or Drew Goddard. So, anyways, um, <laughs> so uh, so yeah, she she put she put it on, and it was both hilarious and also the worst thing I've ever seen, because it was basically like every action beat, the music would fade and a dude would explain to you what's happening, and it was fucking mm. ridiculous, but. She laughed so hard when Chris Hemsworth's character tried to jump the gorge on the motorcycle. <laughs> yes. And he slams into it, yeah. and it's like, his body slams into the force field. It tumbles out of sight, <laughs> sparking light, and, each, and Liz is just laughing her ass off the entire right. time. Okay. <laughs> it, was, it was strange. How is it described you know, to touch when, on the fucking, that. when the elevators ding and everything just comes out? Literally, 
what you would think it says. <laughs> the elevator yeah. thing, the door is open, a werewolf, a specter, you know, three Japanese children with masks on, you know, <laughs> like all the... That's too slow for what's happening in that scene. <laughs> yeah, blood spurts everywhere. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. Liz thinks it's from to... the script, is the oh, thing. okay. So... Well, to touch uh, on it, yeah. like what you're talking about, it's actually an audio feature on Amazon. And I know this yeah. because somehow my, my son hit, like, a magic combination of buttons, and we were watching... He wanted to see uh, the Transformers movie, and I had no idea what was going on. I'm like, that's not part of the script. And he's like... <laughs> he's like... That's the noise it makes. <laughs> yeah. That's, a, that's literally how she, how she found out about it, was actually a Twitter user uh-huh. watched Cabin in the Woods with it on, had never uh, seen, thought there was just a narrator in the movie. What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> so. it's, it's fucking strange. Like, there was a part where he's like, literally, uh, he's like, spaceship explodes, pieces of the spaceship fall towards, uh, you know, whatever the name of the planet the Autobots are from. And he's like, uh-huh. energon cubes exploding. Uh, robot turns into flying, you know, spaceship of some sort and shoots at other robot. And- <laughs> so good <laughs> so oh man yeah yeah so we watched no cabin in the woods <laughs> um which i love i love cabin in the woods um, right yeah. but it was a very strange way to watch it a very liz way to watch it um <laughs> i also watched uh new japan pro wrestling summer struggle which was one of their big shows um and featured a couple major things that happened um the guy who basically has the the title, basically the equivalent of winning Royal Rumble with their equivalent of WrestleMania, he gets the big title shot at the big show. He lost it, which is really sad. Um, overall, it was a really good um, show. Like, lots of good wrestling. There was a very great comedy match at the beginning uh, with Toriyano, who um, tied his opponent's shoes around the, the rail on the outside, and so he couldn't get back in and lost to the count. Um, it was, it was a good show. Um, I'm trying to keep up on new Japan as much as I can. Cause I'm paying 10 bucks a month to stream it. So I might as well watch everything. So, Man. uh, I'm also watching Shit's Creek. I'm finally in the final season. It's great. And nothing, I'll report more on it when I'm done. So, um, we can talk about Mandalorian now, if you guys want. Yeah. Let's okay. go for it. Okay. Uh, did we all watch it? Mm-hmm. Not not the new one. I was literally doing it, but I literally yeah. lost an hour, so I couldn't finish it. I got like thirteen minutes you, in. You did watch the first episode, though, right? Because you hadn't oh, yeah, seen no, it last I, week. Right? I watched last last week's. Yes. Okay. What did you think compared to what I said? Because I, okay. I I wasn't super complimentary of it. Uh, right, right. No, and I, I totally fucking hear you. Like, like it really yeah. was. Like, there was no reason for just the fucking Tuscan Raiders to to just die. Like. It, like the, yeah. the shit was, was spitting acid everywhere, and not one of the villagers. Like, if anything, they they painted the fucking sand people really cool. Like, if anything, way better than the movies ever did. Like, even back in the first yeah. season, yeah. like them speaking the sign language. Like, we only knew very little about them that they were actually great yeah. hunters because they would walk in a straight line, so we never knew how many they were, and that was just it. Yeah. How mysterious they were. But they literally got the ju- they can get the jump on you. Like, they're fucking efficient as fuck. So that was really shitty. How like they all just died. Um, <laughs> It just, yeah, like I, I, only they died. That's only the key. they died, and it was like two right. like actual scenes, like two shots of like three specific three of them like dying two separate two separate occasions. Like, come on, like the, fuck the villagers too for a second, I guess. But yeah. um, I did like Tim- Timothy Oliphant. He was great. So great. It just sucked mm-hmm. that yeah, all the fan service was just around him. Like, like 
the 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 two that actually ultimately bothered me was the um his speeder bike being being a half pod racer like yeah right it's star wars who the fuck doesn't have a speeder it seems like it seems like everybody has a fucking speeder and this one dude has to like tinker a fucking like a pod racer like a yeah a pod racer and yeah. that, that that shit even though it, it kind of looked cool but it's like in the end it's like uh come on like yeah the fact that we're just back in tattooing that's what he found yeah. and it kind of looked like anakin's and then the second one again with him was like the almost shot for shot same because he's wearing the 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 boba fett like armor and when he fucks up his jetpack and he's like oh no i don't know how to fly it's like the same goofy fly like scenario that wasn't in, in return of the jedi and at that point i was mm-hmm. like, oh, like come on like why is it just around this guy like when i just, I just love timothy elephant and he was actually really cool like, just, like the way he actually found the armor or got around to be the armor it was actually kind of like yeah. honoring the armor too in his own way but uh, it's cool like when we finally gave it back and i like that he did use the same line that he that that um uh carano used i hope our, our past cross again and then and then they did mm-hmm. um so he mm-hmm. said it and i hope he kind of gets to come back again later i, I would really hope that yeah i, I hope he comes back i can see I that timothy elephant yeah because it was literally the yeah, same I, I line that she that. said. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, my just as a refresher to everybody else, and because T-Dog, he wasn't here last week, uh, it felt like uh, this show is, first of all, it's slow to a crawl. Like, it seems like mm-hmm. it's, I hate to reference Buffy again in the same episode, but, <laughs> but it, it's a Buffy season now where it's like, oh, this is popular. Well, let's slow it to a crawl monster of the week you know like how long can we take to tell this story and when Mm -hmm. you do that the story suffers so it really bothered me that it's just like and now we're back on tatooine of all places like there are other places in the galaxy besides tatooine you guys know that right like yeah it's just it's just kind of like a real problem with it though it's like yeah i mean how many half of last season was in tatooine half of the movies are in tatooine i'm like there are other planets that was my big, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of beef with it. Um, yeah. I personally dug it, though, because, like, I like Monster of the Week type of shit. Um, yeah. That's kind of like my, you know, and, and I'm like, all right, well, that's one of the things I love most about, like, Supernatural or X-Files. Mm-hmm. You know, you give me a Monster of the Week episode, and I'm going to be all about it. And mm-hmm. I don't want to give too much about this week's episode away, but uh, yeah, I, I love this week's episode, you know, leaps and bounds, man. I thought it was yeah. great. And that's the thing is, like, uh, I like Monster of the Week, too, but one of the things I said last week is... And specifically you, if anybody in this group besides myself mm-hmm. this applies to, is yourself. Mm-hmm. If I or if they took the Star Wars out of the show and it was the exact same mm-hmm. show, you and me would probably be the only people that would watch it. Right, right. Because it'd be on it would be on Sci Fi Network. It would be uh-huh. an anonymous bounty hunter, it'd get no views and get cancelled after a season. But, right exactly but baby yoda <laughs> so, yeah. and i'm just like that right. i'm like you can't lean on that guys like that's not how this works like so that mm. that kind of bothers me um and yeah the the three womp rat references in one episode just because luke said it once you know things like Dude, that I'm like, yeah there was no there was by the end by the last one there was no reason for that last call out for a womp rat <laughs> Because mm-hmm. the first one was when she when the, when the lady calls is like oh you little womp rat to baby Yoda and I was like all right cool I guess so because the man like fucking Mandalorian actually said that to him in the first season so I guess so and yeah. the second one they said it again I was like all right I guess so the whole population I guess it's like Tatooine is just infested with this shit 
And then the third one in the middle of battle is like, eh, at that, that point, that was cheesy. It's basically Smurf. It's their version yes. of Smurf. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but the new new episode, again, I won't get too much into it, Josue, because you haven't seen it. Um, however, I will say that um, uh, Baby Yoda is a horrible person. <laughs> like, oh, absolutely. <laughs> He's such a yeah. shit. Oh no! I, just I, wait. Just wait till you watch this episode. I mean, I only got to. I only stopped at the part where he was just like, "I fucking the babies," and just wanted to eat them. When oh, when it's, oh, it goes. It goes from there. I assure Jesus you. Christ. <laughs> and then, it, and then in the end, okay. Here's the thing: he doesn't learn a lesson. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and it's just horrifying. And I, it was a better episode than the first one. I liked this one a lot more yeah. than the first episode. Cool. Yeah, but it makes at the, the first same time, like a filler almost. Yeah, but at the same time, I was kind of like, "This is fucked up. This is like a sociopath." And then also, uh, Liz is ultra critical of stuff, but she pointed out that how does this lady who lives in the desert know how, know how to speak frog? You know what I mean? Like, oh. there's no frogs <laughs> in the desert. And yeah. then she said, "Why is it called a frog?" Could George Lucas not think up of a racial name for them? And it's just frog people. And then her name mm-hmm. in the cast was Frog Lady. No. And I was like, oh, yeah, I was like, come on, guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're better than this. So, but it was it was a better episode than the first one. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I just, just tell me the story of Baby Yoda. I don't care. <laughs> like, I don't care about what you want me to care about. So, yeah. um, yeah um let's see so mandalorian's done um okay so my two new watches for the week um on showtime they started a new show called Moonbase eight Ooh, okay um this is a comedy and we've been getting a lot of like sci-fi comedies lately mm-hmm. um f5 was it yeah avenue five uh, yeah, the Space Force. This is probably the the lowest one of those for me. Okay. Um, but it was okay. It's just kind of weird. So basically, it's about three astronauts who are training to go to a moon base. And mm-hmm. um, they basically built them a moon base in Winslow, Arizona. <laughs> Shout out to Winslow. Um, <laughs> and basically in the middle of nowhere. And they have to pretend they're on the moon. And um, it's starring John C. Riley, nice, uh, Tim Heidecker, and Fred Armisen. <laughs> and I love Fred Armisen. Yeah, and he makes the show. I will tell you right now. Oh, he does cool. Uh, yeah, he's he's the best part of the show to me. Um, also starring, and I'm dead serious with this, Travis Kelsey, the tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> What? Yeah, as himself. Oh, <laughs> so basically, it's a crossover between the NFL and NASA, where they're going to get kids interested in going to space by having Travis Kelsey do it, and he's an asshole. <laughs> like, he's cool. just a complete bully and a dick the entire time. Uh, spoiler alert, he's only in one episode. Obviously, they're not going to get him for the whole series. Um, but it's actually only a six-episode series, and it's all out already. So um, I enjoy it. Um, it's pretty cool. Um, 
it's again, it's not the best thing in the world, but they're 25 minute episodes. There's only six of them. You know, it's not much mm-hmm. of an investment. Right. Um, Fred Armisen is the best part about it. Um, each of them have different motivations for being there. Uh, John C. Riley's character is like the captain. And he just really wants to go to space because basically his whole life has fallen apart. And if he could just accomplish this one thing, it would be okay. He's lost <laughs> his house. He's lost his wife, all this stuff. Um, Tim Heidecker is um, a religious man who was charged by his preacher to bring religion to the, to the stars, basically. And he keeps calling his wife uh, to, you know, to talk to her. And the preacher's always at the house and they have like 12 kids and they're all like, they know him really well. And it's very clearly she's cheating on him with the preacher. So that's pretty funny. And then Fred Armisen constantly brings up the fact that his father worked for NASA and like, he just keeps referring to everything his father's ever done. And it's just funny. I I'm enjoying it, but not not I'm not saying it's like revolutionary. It's not going to make my end of the year list, but it's it's a decent use of time. So, and then my last watch. Uh, this is something that has been on my list for a while. I saw I saw a trailer for it. Thought I'm going to watch that when that comes out, and um, kind of forgot about it to be honest. Uh, luckily, I did show Liz the trailer when I saw it, and she remembered and. Uh, we ended up watching it. So this is a horror movie, guys. I watched a horror movie. Nice. Yeah, I know. And um, that horror movie is Evil Eye. Mm, okay. Uh, so um, you might know her or might know the lead in that as Sunita Mani, who is the girl from Turn Down for What, as uh-huh. well as Glow and Mr. Robot and all those other things. Mm-hmm. Um and it's a story about a um, a young Indian woman who her mother really wants her to get married and is keep pushing her for her to get married and is trying to hook her, hook her up with the right guy and all this stuff. And then she meets this guy, really gorgeous guy, who's Indian and all this. And so he's like the perfect guy. But the mom immediately distrusts him. Mm-hmm. So the story is, is the mother crazy or is there something wrong with this guy? Right. And then you find out that the mother has some kind of trauma in the past. So what happened to the mother and all this stuff. So it's really cool. And the interesting thing about it was it was an audible original to start with. So originally it it was like, it was basically like a radio play originally. And so they did the radio play and people really enjoyed it. So they made an actual live action movie about it Uh, to what this does as far as like how the movie's made what it does for you is it's almost entirely dialogue. Like I'm watching it and I'm like, these settings don't matter where they are. Don't matter. And their actions for the most part don't matter. Mm-hmm. Like it's it literally, they're telling the story with their mouths. I could not be watching the TV and I know exactly what's going on. So it's really, really cool. And the entire cast uh, or the main cast is Indian. Um, mm-hmm. And so, but it is set in, uh, I think she was in San Francisco. No, New Orleans. Okay. She was in New Orleans. That's what it was. Mm. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend it. I really enjoyed it. It's not gory or there's no jump scares or anything like that. It's just a tension, you know, film. Like the tension rises and, you know, you got to figure out who is the mom crazy? Is this dude evil? What's going on? So, right. Uh, 
really enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. And uh, and then the uh, like I said, she was the lead. And then one of the extras in it uh, for you video game nerds out there is the voice of Symmetra for Overwatch. So that was really cool to see. So <laughs> um, I think that's everything I watched, though. I'm trying to think if there's anything on YouTube. Um, nothing but my usuals. So, yeah, that's it for me. Word, word. All right. What about you, Sweat Man? What did you watch this week, brother? Okay. Um, I watched a few things this week. And I'll start with my happy one, which is... My probably my favorite new thing I watched uh, from this year, and that's of course Summer Camp Island. Um, God, it's just <laughs> nice. like I, I need a feel a feel good episode after just like more of a of the feel goods that have been going around. And we've already discussed why. Uh, <laughs> this is one episode that just cracks us crack cracks us the fuck up every time. Um, mm-hmm. In this episode uh, at night, um, Hedgehog and Oscar are gonna go. Well, Oscar's just super fucking hungry because they're just hanging out in a sleepover. They're gonna sneak out mm-hmm. and like get some food from the cafeteria because they can't only when they get in there they discover that they're actually hosting um barb is hosting a an elf meeting where nobody's really allowed so they sneak in there obviously barb's ca- barb catches them who's actually voiced by Who- whoopi goldberg there's just like a whole crazy uh voice cast huh. like in, in this show it, it's amazing like it got all, all the voice actors are just are just awesome um but anyway yeah <laughs> this is one part where so they get in there, and the whole reason why she's having this event is because um, elves are the ones that kind of come up with the great ideas, and that get to go around the world. Like Barb was mm-hmm. the one that that invented putting putting your pants on one leg at a time. <laughs> it's just stupid, adorable <laughs> shit like that. So because right. she's re- because she's retired, because she's uh the the working uh, elf in the island, her kids are the ones that actually uh, come up with the ideas now, and it's the part where she introduces them. Um, she's, uh, she's, goes by name is like, Oh, how old are they? Oh, Oscar asks, how old are they? It's like, Oh, um, one of the kids answers like, I'm 324. The middle one is 321. And Barb Jr., the youngest, uh, she's only, uh, she's still a teen. She's, uh, 119 or 319. And then Oscar goes to Barb. So Barb, how old are you? Oscar, could you come down here? <laughs> Sorry. You had a mosquito <laughs> on your face. <laughs> <laughs> and, and literally so and so it's like you know fine I'll, I'll feed you guys but just like just help me out with the with the event and, it's, and Oscar mm-hmm. just keeps asking um okay so uh when do we get to eat then uh you get to go after uh you get to go after barb jr okay, you got it barb senior oscar could you come down here <laughs> sorry you had a mosquito on your face <laughs> it's just too cute without being like overly rude about it it's just uh it's just such a great show um yeah summer camp island i always fucking recommend this cartoon um after that we did i finally showed sochi one of my favorite movies uh that guillermo del toro produced and that is el orfanato the orphanage oh man mm. it's been one of my favorite so movies of all time good. it is really good right yeah. like it's like fresh out of like yeah. like the year after pan's labyrinth came out like he pre- he presents this movie and it's just like just such like not not necessarily like a step back, but just like a slow approach to this like beautiful ghost story. Like it's oh yeah, uh, it's it's like it's but it's definitely more of a thriller, but definitely like the horror of what it would be like if you just if your son just got lost and you just try to spend all this time trying to find them, trying to find him, and right, uh, right, it's just it's just so good. Like I fucking uh, this is a, this. Really, not anything bad I can say about this movie. It's just it's so well acted. I love the mom, like shit. Like she's just, I love how powerful she just like 
and presents herself and just like even though she's just like really just like going through this like hardship this whole time but you, know, you, you can just feel like she's just such a rock but <laughs> the, god damn it yeah when she when she mm-hmm. just completely transforms a whole orphanage around to what it used to be and we start getting like the creepy element just her by herself oh man right i just love it so much it's, it's definitely one of those where it's like it's so dark but to me it's just one of those beautiful happy endings even though it's just like it mm-hmm. almost just goes like completely wrong and, and uh, if, if you just like look at it from like right. an outside perspective it's just like everything just went to shit but it's such a beautiful mm-hmm. ending like, every, like almost like everybody gets what they want except for the husband of course mm-hmm. but man right. it's definitely right. one I've, I've, <laughs> I've, I've, I've held dear for so long it's just it's so beautiful i just i just love the it's like this kind of supernatural shit so that, that, that's a great yeah one. man it's like one of my favorite ones like you can see a lot of the influence that he put in there from like uh did you ever see devil's backbone oh fuck yeah Okay, yeah, because I got a lot of vibes from Devil's Backbone when I watched that, and I can totally see his hand in, you know, that type of, you know, child ghost storytelling, man. It's so haunting and just beautiful and uh, right. one like, of my all-time favorites, man. Exactly. Like, we don't, like, it's almost like maybe uh, if, if he had, like, some sort of, like, hand like this, but it's almost like mm-hmm. not necessarily, like, lean into, like, the jump scares, but let the mind, like, go go right. ahead a little bit forward and almost like let you come back it's like going oh, no, like i got i got creeped out by myself because i don't know where it's gonna go let's just watch the movie yeah and there's exactly. like so many elements mm-hmm. where it, it could have gotten to be like more scary or eerie but just like the fact that we're just like i don't know just like in that moment with just this family or just and then just trying to look for this kid it's just mm-hmm. it's like again like let, let your mind wander where this kid could be and it's like you let your own horse decide and it's like no, no no never mind let me just come back and again let, let's see what the movie says like how it is and yeah you know, and then is even it, like the answer of what happened to the kid is still just as horrifying, you it's know, so heavy. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was just like, man, that's such a good movie, man. It's good on every aspect, man. I just can't get enough of that one. It's actually yeah. the first what? Blu-ray I ever bought. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. One of the great things about Del Toro, I don't think I've really heard many people talk about enough is how he uses children in his movies. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked in the past that I hate children in film. Basically, I think they ruin <laughs> right. most things they're in. Um, and most times in horror movies, they're either the reason everything is happening or some creepy kid. And he he makes them real characters. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I really enjoyed that about him. Like, you know, and I mean, in, we, you could stretch your definition of horror, of course, to discuss certain ones. But like, mm-hmm. you know, your Pan's Labyrinth, like. Yeah, that I wouldn't call that a traditional horror movie, but you know it's definitely got some elements. And the main character is a little girl, and she's mm-hmm. compelling as hell. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, totally. And, and I don't think I can't think of anyone that really does that better than him. Right, especially like, again, no, like with this 100%. movie too. Like like Simon, like like the 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 boy that they're mm-hmm. looking for. The whole time, like where you're just getting to know him, you just instantly fall in love with this kid because he's just, he's just so adorable. He's just like he he reminds he reminded me of my mom of like our my little cousin, her nephew, because he had like the same mm-hmm. curly brown hair, just like with a light complexion. But damn it, like this kid is just is just too good. You just can't help but fall in love with him. And then when he just gets lost, and you're just like you just actually care. Like where the fuck is this kid? Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah. I love this one a lot. Um, and as for my last thing, because season two finally started, I actually finally binge watched season one of The Mandalorian. So I'll just talk about that a little bit. It's really good. Actually, the first season is really fucking good. Like, I, I, so I, I, I kept hearing like reviews where it's like it's it's good at the beginning and then it got really fucking good at the end. 
Um, but honestly, I really, I mean, yes, that's true. But I honestly really fucking love the middle bits. Like, like, I don't know, all of those, like the fact that we get like, they're just nothing but side stories around this Mandalorian who just actually never takes off his armor just like or his mm. helmet it's actually really cool like it's like you're not like i'm I was never really wondering ooh, ooh, what's underneath the man like under the helmet like i know who he is but it was never really like oh was he just gonna have like a moment for himself like no like yes like let's keep this fucking character true to his religion like it's so good the fact that we actually get to explore that mandalorian isn't a race but like a religion or they call it a creed yeah. but um right but it's just so fucking dope because these people are badasses these like the mandalorians are super dope that the movies just completely go over just because yeah pro jedis but if you know the lore the jedi mandalorian wars like fuck yes like mandalorians actually got to slap some bitch ass jedis around like Mm -hmm. word got around like hey these jedis get can block blasters all right Let's go back to using lead. And then when they deflect that shit, it'll just be shrapnel everywhere. Because that's what they fucking did. God, they were just such badasses. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, honestly, I think, like, out of, beside, like, the, the first two episodes and, like, the last two, really kind of closing it off. Yeah, like, I really liked the the Prisoner episode, like, when they, with, the one with Bill Burr. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the jailbreak yeah. one. Like, yeah. that shit was really fucking dope. Like, I, I really liked that episode a lot. There's a um, reference to that in the newest episode. Oh, mm-hmm. shit. That's cool. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Cool. Gonna get down. And, and in the newest episode, they had the dad from uh, Kim's Convenience on there. He's one of the uh, yeah. pilots. I thought. Yeah. <laughs> He's an X-wing pilot. <laughs> yeah. Um, nice. No. Basically, uh, they don't. They do a really terrible job of explaining this. So I'm just gonna tell you, it's a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, he basically has been running without a transponder, uh, identifying mm-hmm. his ship because his ship was identified during the jailbreak. Oh, so. Okay. So he's basically like, if someone found out that his ship was involved, they would get him in trouble. And yeah, so it's that's that's kind of how it ties in. It's very it's very poorly described. Yeah, because that episode was really cool too. The fact that when he was kind of resistant on like letting someone else pilot his ship, but the fact yeah. that we had to use a robot to get precise hyperspace churning that shit was so fucking cool yeah uh, yeah no good shit from the from the first season all the way around which is why i was really mm-hmm. disappointing getting to last week's episode when it's just like this shit was like they could have tr- actually tried with last week's episode at least with because they actually care about fucking characters at least the first season did um but yeah, yeah i guess it was just it almost felt like let's just rush like getting that first episode out and it almost like there was no revision to really how they were talking or how they treated characters. And I hope they, I hope they kind of work, work with that, like uh, for the rest of the season. Cause yeah, like it can't, I hope it's not one of those, those shows where like season one was the best season and never got better after that. So, well, and the yeah. other thing that me and Liz were talking about with it is to keep in mind, they wrote this season very quickly. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like, yeah Probably way too quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they probably didn't take the time to actually do like, the actual like good work that they would need to do to make it great. Right. And so, right. yeah, it just, I mean, it just might be a little weaker for that. That's why they, I think they kind of leaned on the star Wars mythos and stuff a little much. Mm-hmm. It's cause it's kind mm-hmm. of a crutch, <laughs> like not, not to be yeah. insulting. Cause I love John Favreau, but yeah, it, that's kind of what it felt like to me. It was like, fuck, what do we do now? I don't know. Just fucking 
say Womp Rat. Like, <laughs> people dig I, that shit. You know what I mean? Like, I really felt yeah. like it, it sucked when it happened, but shit, one of the best parts was Nick Nolte's character, Quill or Quail. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was awesome. Like, him, him dying actually, actually fucking sucked. And it, and it hurt me to where it wasn't even like, that really didn't serve the the story or I don't know, like he could have still been around. He didn't have to like actually die. He was, he was a great character, even though I get, he was already set where like, this was almost like the one job I'll do. Cause I, I liked his character. I was like, I'm, I've already done my servitude. I'm not going to, I don't do services anymore. That was mm-hmm. cool. And then fucking yeah. IG one, one Taika Waititi's character, the fucking oh, robot. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's another great. one that I wish that, that, that didn't die. Like his mm-hmm. whole turnaround him being almost like the one anchor that could have like kind of stuck around for for the Mandalorian. I refuse to call him Mando because it should be Manda. Um, <laughs> and anyway, so um, it could have been a great anchor for the Mandalorian to be like, okay, I, I should remember to not be so harsh to other droids because that whole turnaround and also just like to keep the Nick uh, to Quail Quail around to remind him that that you can actually turn a, a droid around, just like K two S O, you know. Um, that that was a great joy that, that turned around, but for this yeah. one, I fucking love the motion, like his, his flipping around motion. The fact that he has like the head with like many cameras. Too. Oh, when he when he can spin, when he, when he can <laughs> just spin because he kind of has like a three sixty view. He doesn't have the way he just turns and just shoots was just so dope. I and I, I, I wanted the droid, but apparently they're hunter droids, so uh, it'll be asking for too much to have a good droid of those. And it'll be awesome to just have them around. They don't have a droid in their They're group. also bounty hunters. Exactly. There's three. I mean, he, he's one of three, actually. They're triplets. So, oh, shit. Yeah. It's deep Star Wars lore if you're going to get into that. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I had to binge watch the first season. I don't know why I didn't do it sooner. It was actually really good. Nice. But yeah, that was it for my watches. Other than that, it was, yeah, SNL and Last Week Tonight. Right on, right on. So I'll get into mine here. Um, so yeah, just as a heads up, I think you're actually going to dig this week's episode a little better. Like it was definitely better than the first week's episode, and yeah. uh, it's it has a pretty good horror twinge to it, man. So you might you might well, dig it. I do it like there. the the tension of it, like the the no hyperdrive, and like the, there's a good reason for it. But like what's around us, you know, it, it, it set up pretty uh-huh. good. And just like I just had to like cut it off. So definitely. Oh, just wait. Yeah. Just oh, wait. Nice. You don't even know. Yeah, <laughs> the shit yeah, they're in for. It's really like, good, man. It it's a, really good. Just, just so I can talk shit about it one more time. The first thirteen minutes of this episode for a slow pace, slow drive episode was already better than fucking Last Jedi, and that was the whole point oh, of that movie. How dare that's you? It. That's it. You can pass. <laughs> All right. I don't know so why then... I keep you around. <laughs> <laughs> I can't quit you. Uh, it's because he's so stalwart finally, and always at my side exactly, exactly. <laughs> yep. so I finally uh, watched the fourth season of Rick and Morty I'm really super late to nice. the game but but it's nice. finally on uh, HBO Max so I was able to watch the whole thing um, yeah I mean it's Rick and Morty it's fucking fantastic I mean I yeah. laugh at every damn episode the The whole heist episode like so good. Yeah, I love that so one. good so good and i mean every episode is just dope man like i can't get enough of the show you know hopefully they make them a little faster because i think they still have like what 300 more episodes to make and at this pace it'll be done in like 30 22 <laughs> possibly they're actually making them a lot quicker now yeah yeah oh. so i got i got hope but i mean i know that animation is probably the one thing that can still 
be produced right now safely. So right, I would hope yeah. that would, uh, you know, step up the game a little bit, but you know, who knows? Um, so watch that uh, again, all the same things we watched together, uh, watched, uh, the new episode of supernatural, uh, only two episodes left. So we'll see like how the show ends. Um, so I'm bit definitely a oh. uh, completist. So, Oh, wait, wait was yeah. it, it, I thought it was over. Um, they did the first half and then COVID hit. So they are, they produce a second half now and they're re-releasing the, uh, the episodes. Oh, I thought, so, no, I thought the last episode already aired. No, no, no. They, they oh, the last I heard episode a spoiler. Aired, yeah. So, so the last episode aired of the first half of the final season, then COVID hit and they weren't done producing the other episodes. So it just went in, you know, basic freeze mode for the last few months. Uh, now that they're able to work on it again, then they were able to actually go ahead and complete the series. So they've been re- releasing episodes now every every week. So it should have been ended back in May, but you know, due to COVID, it's going to end um, two weeks or th- I think right around Thanksgiving. Um, so they oh, have two episodes the, left. Then the thing I heard probably didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard a rumor happen too. Yeah, you, yeah, you know what you heard. Yeah, go yeah. for it. I mean, um, so. <laughs> uh spoiler warning to all our listeners yeah uh, if you're a, a especially a supernatural fangirl um yeah. basically a very popular fanship was confirmed uh, at okay, least yes. one way uh which is destio which is dean and castiel yep castiel um, reveals that he loves dean yeah yeah oh, that yeah. happened this week and then, uh, and then Dean's like, you know, like like Cassio, my heart. If, if we're get deep into, no, no, don't, don't, don't get too excited, please. <laughs> yeah, if we're gonna get deep into the uh, the spoiler territory here, Cassio does profess his love for Dean, um, but then also but. instantly dies after he tells him. Yeah, <laughs> I know. So I, was then, like, I was like, calm your expectations. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then Dean is uh, quick kinda, enough that Dean cannot return the, 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 yeah, the can't react feeling. To him. Yeah. And so then, you know, Dean's kind of left there uh, just crying over Cass being gone because he, you know, Cassio. A, you know, had, kind of had that look of like, what the hell did you just say type thing on his face? And then Castillo died. Um, so yeah. he's processing all of that. So who knows? It might get, uh, you know, no, it's the <laughs> ultimate no homo, dude. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, totally. It totally is to not have a Dina reaction and just be like, "Oh, boop, we can move on and cut." Yeah. It's like, and we cannot really say it was that gay, even right. though uh, it was what, what we've been all been waiting for. Because let me tell you guys, like the supernatural fanfic is insanely erotic. And oh yeah, it's erotic. They make jokes <laughs> about it in the show. Yeah, <laughs> there was a whole yeah. episode where they joked about the fanfic because they had a fanfic convention they ended up being at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, that was one of the best episodes ever. But that was more they alluded to like uh, erotic between each other, which was gross because they're brothers. Yeah. And before we got to the DCO, but this DCO has been like a long time coming, and the fact that they actually like like this is the type of fan service that like that's actually worth it. Yeah. 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 So, you know, uh, hopefully they catch up and, uh, you know, the, the next two episodes, we'll see how it ends. So it, right now it's in a good place, I think, as far as the finale goes. But, you know, it's, it is uh, supernatural. I think they kind of jumped the shark a few seasons back. Uh, so hopefully they can end it, end it strong. We'll, we'll see how it goes. But, hey, two episodes left. I've been watching since day one, so I'm going to finish it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I watched this week was Truth Seekers. So we did oh, a... Yeah. Uh, 
Comic-Con special not too long ago where, you yes. know, they were talking about the show and it's finally out on Amazon. And it's kind of like the the sci-fi show you were talking about, Keith. It's you know only about 25 minute episodes, not necessarily very long. And I think only about six or eight episodes long. And that's the entire season. So I was able to get through Ooh. it in a day. So it's okay. definitely something that's, you know, easy to watch. Um, and it's just great, man. I mean, it's basically X-Files with uh, Shaun of the Dead. So if you like any of those things, it's, it's great. It's a great mix. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, a self-contained story. I can see where they kind of left it on a cliffhanger for like a, the next season, possibly if they end up doing that, but, um, I'd highly recommend it. It's, you know, it's funny. Uh, it's also one of those things where it's very British in the horror aspect of it. If that makes any sense. So a lot of it's, mm-hmm. you know, uh, not necessarily jump scares, but like little things that come into play later on where you, you know, kind of like, Oh shit, that's kind of fucked up. And then also just like a really cool concept. Um, you know, you think of most things and like, oh, there's ghosts and demons and you think it's going to be some big, you know, uh, you know, the devil's trying to take over the world. But uh, the the uh, bad guys end up being uh, a bit of a an original take, I thought. So I thought it was really cool. Um, so if you guys get a chance to watch it, it's out now on Amazon, you know, uh, pretty easy watch. Uh, another thing I, I saw this week um, on Netflix was a movie called Killing Gunther. Have you guys uh, heard of this one? I haven't. No. So Killing Gunther is basically like almost a found footage movie where a bunch of, you know, hitmen get together and the best hitman in the world is a guy named Gunther. And so they all get together and decide to kill Gunther so that way they can take him out and he, you know, will be less competition for them. But it's an action comedy. So it has like uh, the guy uh, Moynihan from SNL uh, is in there. And, uh, you know, the what was the name of the uh, best friend on uh, New Girl? Which one? The uh, the uh, Indian best friend, the one that was a model. That was what's her name's best friend. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember her character name. I don't remember either. But like, she's in it. The actress is in it, and it's it's actually really good. So <laughs> they have you know, Gunther is obviously the number one hitman in the world. So they couldn't get the top people to you know get in on this plot to kill him. So they kind of got the B squad here, which is a bunch of other you know hitmen that they hired that you know, aren't necessarily your, your top killers, but it's this group of, uh, you know, people trying to find out who Gunther is. Cause all you know is, is his name is Gunther. You don't know who he actually is, where he lives, um, or anything of the sort. So it's kind of them trying to figure out who he is and then trying to kill him on top of that. It is actually super funny. And then the kind of twist at the end is who Gunther actually ends up being. And it turns out that he's so good that he, you know, had this all figured out from the beginning. And it's just really funny if you get a chance to watch it. Uh, it's called Gilling, Killing Gunther on Netflix right now. Uh, then my shutter pick of the week, I'm going to have to go with a movie called Blood Vessel. Uh, so this is a new one there on Shutter, And this one is, you know, set in World War II. Uh, where, you know, the movie starts and you have this group of allied soldiers that are, you know, stuck on the life raft in the middle of the Atlantic. Uh, they're out of rations. You know, they come from all walks of life. They have a, you know, a Australian guy in there, a guy from New York, a British lady. Um, you have a Russian soldier. So, you know, you get the idea that they were all on their way home. Their ship was, their ship was torpedoed. And now they're stuck on that life raft. And then they end up uh, coming across a steam liner uh, that happens to be a Nazi vessel of some sort. So they get on top of the ship because, you know, obviously they're about to starve and they just figure they'll take their chances with the Nazis. It ends up being a deserted ship, and you later find out that the ship is infested with vampires, and not just vampires, but Strigoi. So, you know, if you ever watched uh, The Strain, it's that mm-hmm. breed of vampires. Um, so it's actually really cool, man. The special effects are really awesome. Um, it's all practical. 
So that's what I dug about it. Like, you know, so it's not like some guy being CG'd as a Strogoi vampire. It's actually a guy in really, really good practical effects makeup. Um, so really, really good, awesome movie, man. If you get a chance to watch it, it's on Shutter now. It's called Blood Vessel. Highly recommend. Uh, but that is going to do it for my picks of the week, man, because most of my stuff is the stuff that we all watch together. So um, at this point, man, that's all I got. Do you guys have anything else you want to bring up or any other uh, things you forgot to say in your reviewing portion? Uh, yes. Sweet. What you got, man? <laughs> um, it was, <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I just wanted to last touch on the Mandalorian was I actually really dig the concept art during the the credits. Yeah, I think it's like it's like a really cool, cool yeah. like little thing to add to for each episode to see how they kind of came up came about. Um, yeah, last thing I, I really also noticed. Uh, I want to know who Dave Filoni is, one of the directors that's like really attached with John Favreau with the Mandalorian, because like I've seen him around, and he it, it wasn't just like, and I found out because he's done like pretty much most of like the recent animated Star Wars stuff, but that's not mm-hmm. it. Um, I was looking at his credits, and he actually directed um, a bunch of the episodes in Last Airbender, the first season. Basically, like yep. some of the handful of most important episodes of that season. So that was really cool. So the dude's been like working nonstop. But yeah, I just had yeah. I just he's had also in two or three episodes of the Chef Show, for the record. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They they uh, filmed from movie. Skywalker Ranch. That's great. So. Oh, that's right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't think I got anything else. Yeah, I think I'm good. All right. Okay. Dope. Well, we are going to sign off this week. Thank you so much for joining us. Gentlemen, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we do it all for the fans. You know, we could be somewhere, uh, you know, shooting content for our OnlyFans, but we choose to be here recording the show for you because we love you. Um, we want to thank you for listening. If you'd like to check us out, check us out at geek-network.com, GN Podcast on every type of social media that is now or will ever be invented. And, uh, you know, just be kind to each other. Be good to yourselves. Be good to one another. Uh, be happy because uh, we won. And, uh, you know, like I said, uh, it sounds like you took my advice. And, you know, don't do nothing. Do something. This has been a Geek Network production.